0: Get eighty percent off your impression kit when you use code Wondery at That's Byte.com. That's b y t e. dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Here we go, JV. Who they? Who they? the the No. You like
1: the Bengals Starts now And we're back, baby We, we have these football, football dreams, dreams But who they can't win a am thinking of winning, of winning a game, a game. Who, who is my everything dreams, dreams of a Super, Super Bowl ring But now those dreams are all dead, dead.
2: And welcome back to
1: Fuck, Fuck you. you. We, we like, like the bangles.
2: Bengals. I'm your host Alex Schubert. Sitting across from me, as always, is
1: Lloyd Johnson, my
2: dog. How you doing this week, man?
1: I'm doing pretty good.
2: Nice. You said uh, we were talking before um, about uh, Juice World, who just died a couple days ago. R.I.P. Uh, man. R.I.P. He was only 21, which is really that's insane. Like, is I've only heard of Juice World like within the last
1: year. Yeah, it's uh such a young dude, and he had like a, a decent amount of stuff already made. It, he did. It, it he really had, s- uh, seems like a waste of. To...
2: Yeah, he had so much more to do. He could, he was just like rising to the top. He was, he was literally scheduled to do, uh, I want to say it was Rolling Loud, the Rolling Loud Festival. He was on the bill.
1: <clears throat> yeah, he's on a couple of different festivals coming up, but. <sighs> uh,
2: stay tuned for Hologram Juice World, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That's gonna be. It's it's somehow so
1: he's gonna have a song with Tupac.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a. Uh, it was at Coachella like seven years ago. They had Snoop Dogg and then hologram Tupac.
1: Yeah, that was the joke.
2: That was insane. <laughs> of course, I missed. I'm. You realize we both have the same thing going on in our brains. Right? Oh
1: yeah yeah yeah. We're this is. It's fun for me. Like when I'll catch two seconds after you say something that it was a joke. Like after. Every- <laughs> After I respond to something, I'm like, "Oh, that was clearly a joke, and I missed yes, it." Yes, and funny. then it. When I see it happen back, I'm like, "All right, this is. Yeah. We need a we need a, like a buddy comedy, sitcom like buddy kind sitcom <laughs> like we like strangers or uh, perfect strangers, but just two really strange. I don't know what we call it, but it'd be weird.
2: Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's all good, but um. He already had, because uh, Lucid Dreams was like the first song that I even knew that he had. Um,
1: I remember seeing him on like the freshman class thing.
2: Yeah, with yeah. like, uh, was it Lil Dicky at the time or?
1: No, I think it was a year or two after that. I think it was on okay. there with like. Uh,
2: was Triple X in that class too?
1: You know, I don't remember now. There's a whole bunch, there's a handful of them all together.
2: Yeah. I'll, I'll look up the freshman class real quick.
1: But it was really good. It was. Uh, it was a lot of people that you were like, "All right, there's some, there's some real talent on this one." Like, I, I was excited to see what happened with a lot of it, but uh, I guess I guess Juice World's is uh, done.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think um, Blueface might have been on that class too.
1: That's possible. I'm, I'm drawing a blank for some reason though.
2: That's uh, all
1: good. But uh, yeah, my daughter went to one of his concerts down in Florida, and that's just awesome. Loved him to death. Thought it was great. So she texted me the other morning like, "Did you hear about that?" I was like, "No, what happened?" I looked it up, and he had a seizure in the airport. In the Chicago airport, and he's gone. <clears throat> yeah, so he had like internal bleeding and something else.
2: I think it was because he like s- wasn't it
1: because he swallowed a bunch of Percocets or something like that. I didn't see anything about dr- like the drugs in there. It was a bunch of he people. did a bunch of shit though. Oh, I'm not. I'm not doubting that. I'm just saying I didn't see anything in the in the couple of articles I read yeah. or whatever. Nothing. They didn't say anything about it. But I also haven't read anything since that day. So yeah,
2: but I remember I uh, worked a DJ gig the night before, and so I was like, just I didn't really wake up. I didn't really get home till 4 a.m. But then I woke up at like 10:30, and I was going through like Snapchat stories and stuff. And my brother posted, um, um, "R.I.P. Juice." and um I'm just like no this can't be you
1: know the funny part is even after Lily texted me that I saw someone else just put like so sad to hear about Juice and I was like oh O.J. Simpson died too (laughs) like I thought do you want think like a kid is going to be like oh rest in peace O.J. Simpson well I mean it's a
2: guy my age so yeah could have been either way I guess O.J. Simpson oh the guy your age I thought you were talking about O.J. Simpson
1: no I was thinking the guy the person who posted the or, or you know so sad about Juice or whatever yeah. I was like, oh, damn, juice brought and OJ Simpson? To-? And then I was like, as I said it to myself, I was like, oh I'm an idiot. The juice is loose to six
2: feet under. Two two juices gone in one day. That would have been a real
1: That would, yeah, that would have been one of those like uh Anthony Weiner getting caught sending pictures <laughs> of his wiener kinda like this yeah. isn't real. Yeah. This isn't the real world.
2: No, it's the juice world.
1: <laughs> well done, sir.
2: Ah, thank you. No, it was good because I um, we were talking before the podcast about like some of the shit he did. Like one of my favorite things he did was the "Hate Me" song with Ellie Goulding.
1: It was a really good song. It was phenomenal. Both <laughs> of them, both of them did a really Ellie Goulding's
2: fantastic. Juice WRLD can really carry a tune. That yeah. song is just smooth throughout.
1: It, it's it was well done. It was well paired. I like I like that song a lot.
2: It was the seamless transitions from Ellie Goulding to Juice WRLD and then back to Ellie Goulding because Juice World only had like <laughs> one verse in that song.
1: Yeah, but it was. It was the meat. It was the
2: plus. Ellie Golding was very pretty in that music video. <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> uh, I, I was. We were also talking about Ellie Golding too. Is like what I like about Ellie Golding is she doesn't really try to appeal to anyone. She's not trying to appeal like teenagers. She's just out there making music.
1: Yeah, she's one of those people. Like I don't, I don't know that I've ever intentionally looked up anything. I have, but. It, you know, it's one when you hear, like, oh, I like all All right, cool, I'll listen to that. Yeah,
2: like, uh, the first song I liked of hers, uh wasn't even lights, it was Burn. And you gotta let it burn. burn. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a really good one.
1: Yeah, I have a hard time with the names and stuff, because I never look things up. I just yeah. hit a playlist and, like, oh, right, I'm listening to all when this you, stuff.
2: Yeah, when you DJ for a while, you just, like, have all these songs and artists ingrained into your head, and you're just, like, you just, <laughs> just, just become an encyclopedia.
1: Yeah, your, your music, your song title knowledge is probably, like, my fighter Now, Like, someone will be like, oh, I saw this fight the other day. Like, it replayed on TV, oh, and yeah. this guy did exactly this. So I was like, oh, okay, that's the, uh... <laughs> and I'll know exactly which fight it was. We like, know that ended in round two. It was a head kick knockout. It was, really? It's silly. It's, it's... Is that your party trick? No. It, it, it's just one of those things, like... I feel like if I spent that kind of time and energy on anything useful, <laughs> it might be like you know good for my life. But no, I just keep going with that, and I watch any combat sport, anything I can see. I just, I've just always liked it. Just boxing, MMA.
2: You were you pro wrestling? No. Oh, really?
1: No, I, I just I couldn't like. Which means
2: I, you're not a comedian.
1: When I was a little kid, I liked it, but I think my problem was is I actually. I, oh. Really liked watching like Olympic wrestling and judo and all that stuff. Okay. So it just kind of irritated me when people are like wrestling and I'm like, oh, did you see uh, uh, when Ed Ruth won the, the? And they're like, who? And I'm like, Ed Ruth. And they're like, I don't know who that is. It always like I ran into conflict with everybody of like, no, but that's not wrestling. Like you just have to say pro wrestling. Yeah, like, no, pro it's pro wrestling, wrestling
2: and wrestling are just two very different things.
1: Or when I watched it down south, it was wrestling.
2: <laughs> no, because like when you think of like pro wrestling, it's like, oh WWE, you got like the rock and Well
1: I'm older, so it's like Ultimate Warrior. I was
2: this close <laughs> to saying Chris Benoit, but then I I realized what happened. Yeah,
1: he's uh he he, he uh he lost his number one dad mug. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and his weight machine when he pulled the rope too hard. <laughs>
1: Oh, too uh, okay. soon, Segway Lloyd, how was your week? Uh, my week was fairly good, kind of busy, but uh, today I was putting together a, a birthday cake for a polar bear, which is one of those surreal moments where you're like, my job's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. Was it just like one of the famous ones at the zoo or something like that? <laughs> it obviously was.
1: Uh, yeah, our, our male polar bear is turning 30. Really? So
2: what what do you put in the cakes? Just like, is it an actual cake?
1: Check out the zoo's Instagram tomorrow, and you'll see.
2: So is it this? Is it Cincinnati Zoo on Instagram? Yeah. Nice.
1: So I'm sure I'm sure they'll post pictures of it. Like I've seen uh,
2: pictures of Fiona's cake before, and it's like, was it like what was in Fiona's cake? I forget.
1: Uh, a lot of stuff. It was a, so I made a big number one <clears throat> number one because it was her first birthday. Oh, you made that cake too? Yeah, I made I've made every birthday cake you've ever seen from the zoo i make them
2: no shit yeah shout uh, out to lloyd johnson man
1: it started off one of the first ones i ever did was a 380 pound elephant birthday cake for like my favorite elephant there really and yeah we had to take it out, out in the yard with a forklift and they're like think, you'd, <laughs> think you think i think you did enough on this one so wow and uh it became a thing a bunch of different people from different zoos got a hold of me like how do you do this what did you think of <laughs> So, I, I get random emails from different zookeepers like, here's what we have, you know, we have a, you know, a, a Pink Fairy Armadillo, what kind of cake would you make for that? And like, I get random emails like really? that, and I'm like, I don't even know who this person is asking me this, <laughs> but I'll, like, I'll answer, like... Yeah.
2: Man, so is that way you
1: just make the food and... Yeah, uh, at the zoo, I work at the commissary, so we deliver all the food. Um, it's kind of like running a warehouse and food delivery all together you have to keep everything in stock well
2: like my friend that works at the zoo uh or the aquarium like uh some of the fish know like every time they see a person like nearby them they know it's feeding time so are you that person like every time like say an elephant like you're near an elephant they just like gravitate to you because they know that you have food
1: uh yeah there's a lot of things that do um we actually realized that one of the rhinos that was kind of hard to get to come in to do like vet procedures or whatever okay. every time I would walk up he ran right over to where I would <laughs> because he thought you had food well he realized almost every morning like I'd give him a, I always took an extra banana with me just to give him a part of one okay and he would hear my keys because I keep them on my like on a chain on my side and they'd jingle when I got out of the truck and I'd walk over and give him his little banana in the morning because he always liked to be out first thing <laughs> And so there was one day they were like he's just not coming back to this side of the yard and the vet was like yeah, they called me out I'm at the commissary. he's like can you come walk back behind the vet real quick and I was like yeah what's going on something, like it sounded like something bad had yeah. happened I walk over and he's like no just jingle your keys and hold that hold out of banana because <laughs> <laughs> he had just seen it a handful of times I was like I bet it'll work and he was right it did it was That's, you're just coaxing him over and yeah They just uh, they you know they. <clears throat> Associate good things with uh, the food guy.
2: Yep. It's the, is it the Schrodinger's cat that, that, is that what it is?
1: No, that's the, is it alive or dead? You don't know until you open the box. You're thinking the Pavlov's That's
2: what dog. it is, Pavlov's, Pavlov's dog. Yeah,
1: Something the like that. conditioning.
2: I mix those up. It's like every time you ring a bell, like the dog knows there's food, so he starts like wagging his tail and shit.
1: Salivating, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> How was your week?
2: It was good, man. I'm just, uh, I'm chugging away at um, substitute teaching right now. Um, I had a couple couple interesting things like I went back to my old elementary school not so long ago
1: that's gotta be surreal
2: it was a trip dude like um my uh I sub taught for a 6th grade class and like on the opposite corner of me in the room was my old 2nd grade teacher and she had a different last name so I, like, I thought I recognized her but she said her last name but it was different from the one that it
1: was before uh, yeah I, I there's certain jobs I just can't even wrap my brain around doing yeah like within a couple of days, two different people were talking about stuff they did at work. One's a property manager for like a big like high rise downtown. No shit. And all the different like people calling for dumb shit. I'm just like, I can't imagine how quickly it was like someone calling. Like, oh, this is happening. I'm like, cool, okay. What do you want me to? I'm like, oh, uh, can you? Just the dumb shit. I'm like, I don't. There's no way I would be able to, like, respond n- normal. To, like, a property manager thing? Yeah, or just to someone saying, like, complaining about something stupid that they could fix themselves. I'm like, in the time it took you to call me, couldn't you have just... Like, I used to be a maintenance guy, and they didn't let me answer the phone. Oh, okay. And then my other, the other person I saw was a court reporter. And the idea of having to keep it together when people say... Super absurd things like, uh, <laughs> like it was a case with a, a, a chiropractor saying that someone's stomach was upside down because their muscle energies were off or something in a, okay. court, in a courtroom. I can't imagine hearing all of that come out of somebody who, one, calls themselves a doctor <laughs> and they're like, his stomach is upside down because the energies, and I'd be like, fuck you, <laughs> like, I, I don't, I can't. If there's, I'm sitting through it there are,
2: there are a few jobs where I'm like I bet you have so many stories a judge is one of them I remember um, I had my uh, I, um, I was at the, my gym like six years ago and my backpack was stolen and they caught the guy like they caught him on camera like taking like my laptop upstairs so I was like with detectives for a while and we were going over stuff and then I made this a bit briefly. but The detectives were in the front of the car; they were discussing the case. And then they said, uh, "The um, the subject in que- the suspect in question was caught doing homosexual favors in exchange for heroin."
1: I'm in the back, giggling so hard. Just the way they worded that. Yeah, hearing somebody like try to. Say something in like the most sterile language possible is yeah. always hilarious. It's
2: to so me. funny. Uh,
1: there's a great example. Uh, a friend of mine's fiance is a teacher, yeah. And she was doing, I'll like, get back to that in a minute. Sorry, yeah, no, you're good. Uh, but she's doing like the letters to like someone famous that you admire or whatever. Oh, okay. And she had a student who was who walked up to her and asked, and he's apparently this very like. Super sweet, clean cut, like straight laced kid, and he wanted to write to one of the rappers, Lil. Uh, fill in <laughs> the blank here, and he's like, "How do you do? It? Is it Mister Lil? Blah, 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 or is it? Do you leave out the Lil? Or do?" You? And I'm like, "I, dear
2: Mister Yachty.
1: i had been like, "Do you put like dear Mister Lil Peep?" <laughs> or do you just dear Mister Peep? Or I went, and I was just like, if I heard that question. That kid would have went home real upset because I would have lost. I would have lost my goddamn <laughs> mind. I'd have laughed so hard for the next hour that that kid would have been like, "I'm never talking to a teacher again."
2: <laughs> nah, I'm still trying to figure. I'm still trying to figure out sub teaching, man. Because like I've I've talked about this in, in my acting past, but I'm trying to find that balance between like cool teacher and authority figure. <laughs> As a sub, when you're, I mean, I'm 27. I'm relatively young. When you're a relatively young sub, it's not easy.
1: I can't imagine I, I can't imagine it's going to work to ever try and be cool. Like, you're a substitute teacher. The kids are already like, we're going to go crazy. Like, they're never going to give you a chance to be...
2: A, an authority figure.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you don't have that... I don't. You don't have the structure behind you to do it. So, I, 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 the best I think you could do is just like... I kind of yeah. walk around and...
2: Um, walk around the classroom sometimes, and I'll just hover over and be like, "What are you doing? Are you focusing on your assignment?" Because um, like right now, I'm subbing for a teacher for like two weeks straight, and we're um, and there's like writing a, like a, their final paper, so I'm like, I have to hover over them and like make sure they're doing their work.
1: I feel like that would be easier than like I remember I, I was at a bar once and I saw someone who used to substitute teach us, substitute teach for us when I was in like middle school. And I just walked over to the bartender like, I'm going to pay his whole tab. Really? (laughs) Because I just remember how heinous we were to him. Oh, yeah. And uh, he found, like, when I guess he went to cash out, the bartender was like, you know, that guy over there got you. And he walked over, and he was like, "Um, the bartender said, yeah, you were a substitute teacher when I was in middle school, and I feel like we were just assholes. And he's like, yeah, you absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Like, once I started talking to him, I guess he recognized, you know, caught who i was or whatever and it was just like yes you guys were terrible <laughs>
2: that's one of the shitty things of something is you like rarely get to like actually know anyone's name
1: yeah that has gotta be rough but
2: it is because like you you see these people every day and they know me as mr schubert which i'm still getting used to i am still getting used to that but you no know, like today i was um I had a little bit of downtime so i was working on um the fuck you like the bangles slideshow in class and I <laughs> <laughs> I had the giant slide that said fuck you New England Patriots we like the Bengals." just on display and I probably shouldn't be saying this but there were a couple of kids that saw that <laughs> they're they're cool people but they're just like what's that and I kind of had to come clean I'm like, like alright look I host a podcast what age group? Uh, freshman in high
1: school oh Jesus Yeah. oh god <laughs> Do you it need a hug. Weird. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like that's got to be, like, PTSD-inducing.
2: The worst, I'd say, is, like, 6th grade.
1: Oh, I was such an asshole at that age.
2: Yeah, because, like, you're starting... You're growing up. Like, 5th grade, you still have, like, that adorable sensibility to you. But like, 6th grade, like, puberty starts. You're, get, you're starting to think you're king shit.
1: I'd say, yeah, by the end of 6th grade, I was you know, six foot tall and 190 pound.
2: I was, um, I did not reach five foot tall to my freshman year of high school. Oh, wow. Man. I was tiny. I had to take, um, growth hormone shots for four years because I had a growth hormone deficiency. It was literally an injection I had to take every night and just like put it in one of my thighs, one of my, one of my arms. It was pretty gnarly. You so were paid manning. Tall. No, I, I didn't teabag the doctor. <laughs>
1: It's was going with this human growth hormone that kept getting, he was like, they found out it was getting sent to his house. Like, that's from my wife. everybody's like, uh, why is your head four times bigger than it was in high school?
2: <laughs> no, because his head, his forehead grew at least his, two inches.
1: His whole head. like It, it was insane. There's a, a Reddit post where it shows like, it's just different people's side by side of them seeing like, it's mostly fans. They're like, why does he look so different from me? And it's like, you take human growth hormone for ten years, your head's gonna get bigger. That happens.
2: It kind of, like that's kind of happened to Barry Bonds in in uh, in baseball because when he started playing, he was like a very skinny dude. And he bulked up like sixty pounds. Yeah, like throughout his career.
1: So it was, uh so it was South American supplements.
2: Yes, allegedly.
1: No, there's no alleged. You don't.
2: There's no way he didn't do it.
1: Yeah, it's again. I I, I love MMA. But, you know, there's a point where Vitor Belfort started, like, you know, a guy who had been fighting since he was 19 years old, he's in his late 30s, all of a sudden he shows up and he looks like an s- action figure and he's kicking people's heads across the ring and you're like, huh, and then they're like, oh, he's on testosterone replacement therapy. It's like, I don't know that he should be. It's like uh, Carrot Top, the comedian. That was a transformation,
2: dude. I, I, he had like facelifts He leg- probably legitimately took steroids
1: Oh no, he he's said outright said he did Yeah He said he would he Because would, he was doing the residency in Vegas When he when all that was going on And I guess he just had like a real Wild like depression stint Where he was just like I want to be something different Like he started having Everyone around him was not allowed to call him Carrot Top for a little while They had to call him Scott Like
2: Yeah, that's right he, I've heard he's just a normal dude.
1: Yeah, uh, a buddy of mine knows him fairly well and just says he's just a complete sweetheart. No shit. Said he is just all the time funny without like the I'm being I'm on like you know without I respect being on. that. Yeah, so and then uh, like if you hear other comics talk about it, almost you know they'll give him shit about being a prop comic, but yeah. they'll say like, oh, he's a funny dude and he's a complete sweetheart.
2: I- I've seen like, I've never seen Carousel live, but like. He does seem like a funny dude, and he—I feel like he does have a sense of humor about himself. Oh, for sure,
1: yeah. He, like when he did, he's done like one or two of the Comedy Central roasts, and
2: he was on uh, an episode of Tosh oh, too.
1: Yeah, I know Daniel Tosh likes him a lot. Yeah,
2: I used to love that show.
1: I I, I still think it's fantastic. Like he, its just his sense of humor getting to be like on a short leash, but yeah, it works. It does work. And uh if he wasn't that famous then Gerard Carmichael probably wouldn't have got the bump he did. And yeah. He I think Gerard Carmichael's one of the best comics. I haven't seen so much of him. I know he got that T V show from NBC and Well he has two specials on HBO that are fantastic. Really? Yeah, the Love uh Love at the Store, he just filmed it in like at the comedy store. No shit. Didn't even have a, a full set list. Like there's points where he goes back to his notebook and looks like, let's see what else we can. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, probably. It seems like what something that like Chappelle would do. It it had that same vibe, but yeah, he's one people. Apparently, if you just you see him, you just it's it has that vibe, that atmosphere, that
2: yeah. So yeah, that was uh, I sub taught a lot. Found kids are starting to find out about my daily life, about how like some of them know I'm a comic, That's and how- I. It's going to be weird. I try not to let that spread, but some of them are just like, tell me a joke, tell me a joke. And I'm like, no, I can't. Be funny. <laughs> it's like, be funny, funny man. I'm like, no, I'm just going to, I'm just, I'm on the clock right now. I'm not trying to be a comedian.
1: I'm just go like super, like play it straight the whole time. Then at the end of class, like tonight, your homework assignment is eat a stick of butter. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, from an old those... Simpsons episode where they're eating the kids. Yeah. It's all good. I never. I barely saw that show. I still. Uh, you're probably better off. By the time you would have started watching, it, it was not. It's all good. It's not what it was. Yeah.
2: Speaking <laughs> of uh, what it was, speaking of what it want wasn't want that, uh, but you get the point. Did you ever get your laptop back? My what?
1: Laptop when I at the gym?
2: Uh no, I never got it.
1: Okay, I was gonna say I wonder what kind of wet wipes you'd need for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's okay. I never got it back. Right. Uh, I'm not salty, but I am salty about... Oh, that
1: laptop was salty. <sighs> <laughs> I aimed in a different direction. I meant from the guy who stole it. If he's giving out favors oh, yeah. for heroin, Homosexual I don't imagine...
2: favors in exchange for I heroin. imagine
1: he's good on, like, you know, spends a lot of time on like, keeping tidy. He does. <laughs> um, yeah, so
2: um, speaking of things that are not good...
0: What the fuck happened last week?
2: Bengals lost again.
0: Uh-uh. They lost. lost.
2: Twenty-seven to nineteen. It was not a good game. It was like not just for the Bengals losing. It was just a
1: boring game. That's yeah. It that seems to be the consensus uh, across the board. I only caught a small bit. I honestly didn't watch. I don't blame
2: you, dude. Because there were no touchdowns <laughs> thrown by either team. <laughs>
1: Unless you the got only, a pick six.
2: Yeah, I was just about to say the only touchdown thrown was a pick six, which that kind of play, when you're on the opponent, I was thinking about this, when you're on the opponent's 20 and you throw a screen to the right, if you don't throw it perfectly, the quarterback can just pick it off and he's gone. Yeah, that's. And unfortunately for the Bengals, it was Denzel Ward, who was one of the more skilled cornerbacks in the league. And it pretty much cost us the game. I think it was near the beginning of the game, so it gave the Browns momentum. But uh, the quarterback lines I have them right here Dalton, 22 of 38, 262, uh, one interception. Uh, Baker was actually uh, fairly worse. He was 11 of 24 for 192 yards and two picks, though he ran for a touchdown. I will say, Joe Mixon ran his fucking ass off in the
0: game.
1: And he uh, he got a lot of accolades this week like in did. the in the media. I saw a lot of different articles where it was like, "Hey, this guy's this guy's really carrying a team here." Like he really
2: is. I think he had like 185 like all-purpose yards or something like
1: that. And it's never good. Like,
2: well, he's not necessarily. Well, McCaffrey's doing that for the Panthers.
1: Well, yeah. It's also, not good. Yeah. Like I'm saying, the games usually aren't. If you see like. Right, one person had 180-something, 200 all-purpose yard years. Like, that uh, was probably a rough day for them. Like, Yeah. One guy getting it all done and everyone else just not.
2: Boyd had some, Boyd was like, what, 5 of 75, I want to say. Yep, 5 of 75. Um, but he, yeah, it was just not a good game overall. And one thing the the broadcasters kept bringing up the Bengals are the least penalized team in the NFL. This year. This year. And I think it really, considering the Bengals currently are 1-12, that's a testament to how little of skill this team has. Because if you're not getting penalized, but you still only win one game out of 13, that's just lack of skill. You're getting outmatched constantly. And...
1: Honestly, I, I I feel like they have a wildly different season with two or three key players on an offensive line. It it really comes down every time I watch anything with them. It's it would help to ha- it would have helped to have AJ Green,
2: who I believe is out again this week. Though I do believe he will be back week sixteen or seventeen. I have no I'm this which I've read. Like they got John Ross back. He I think he showed up for like a play. He had what did he have? Two receptions for twenty eight yards. So he showed up a little bit. He wasn't like the week one or two John Ross, but he still did.
1: One of them said they weren't gonna they weren't gonna play him a lot. They were
2: They're gonna ease him back into the rotation.
1: Yeah. This week against the Patriots, I feel like they're gonna really
2: try to go to John Ross as much as they can because the Patriots are probably are probably gonna cover Tyler Boyd a lot. I also saw this too, like I read an article that Bill Belichick was like really talking up the Bengals.
1: Uh he's apparently absolutely in love with Joe Mixon.
2: He loves mixing. He loves Odd and Tate.
1: Yeah, he's Odd uh, and Tate. And then he actually even had like really nice things to say about Andy Dalton. He's he like, he had
2: nice things to say about Mike Brown.
1: Well, I, you can't want, you can't be right all the time.
2: <laughs> no, he was saying like it's easy to work with them because like you either know that they are interested or they're not interested.
1: I can see. Yeah, I don't imagine Mike Brown has a lot of like personal, like, doubt in his decisions. He seems like a kind of guy who's like, yep, this is what I think right now, and that's what we're going with. Yeah, but he was just like their, Belichick was like their football guys,
2: they get it. I actually kind of understand that Bill Belichick is doing this, because the, I mean, the Bengals are basically a punchline right now.
1: And half of his team used to be Bengals.
2: Exactly, like Rex Burkhead. Mama Snow. Yeah, Mohamed. Well, Muhammad knew it was a falcon. He was traded to the Patriots. But I, I like what he's doing because he shows that even though the Bengals are one and twelve, we're still gonna take you seriously. Like we're still gonna look at your strengths. We're not just gonna be like, oh, this is a this is an easy win game for us. No, we're gonna be like, we're gonna try. We're gonna kick your ass, and it's gonna be bad.
1: I, I predict this week. Uh, well, not predict. I think this week it'll come down to the run game because. I think they know they can they can load up the backfield. As long
2: as well one thing that Belichick does all the time is he just will throw in any random back. hmm Like there was one year they had like they threw in Jonas Gray for a game. Remember that game?
1: I, I remember yeah.
2: He had like four touchdowns and like um, Boatload of yards. I want to say it was like over. A, it was at least 175
1: yards. I can't remember the kid's name, but he was on the practice squad the week before, and they signed him to the team when someone got hurt. And that guy had like 161 yards and two touchdowns, and what? And it's like this kid came in and just looked like a star. And then you Where never did these heard go from. Apparently, the the Patriots practice squad is just a whole another offense.
2: No. Oh, they, they just had, well, they're doing it this year with Sonny Michelle, but it's like Sonny Michelle's their workhorse back, and he has been very mediocre this year. Like, it's mainly their pass game, and Brady hasn't even been that good. He hasn't been the Tom Brady that we all come to know and and uh, as the greatest quarterback of all time. Fire trucks. Yeah, fire trucks. Oh, boy. That is, that's a lot right now. More side.
1: Yeah, that's what happens
2: when you live in North Side, Lloyd.
1: Well, I I love Northside and uh, I don't love talking about how bad we lost, so
2: I don't I don't love talking about it either. So
1: So, let's skip ahead.
2: <laughs> let's you know yeah, we got we're gonna get to the Patriots in a little bit, but we do have some things to take care of. First, Lloyd, would you say you're a baton man? I oh, am. Yeah. I'd say uh we're all betting people, you know, because as a true football fan, you already know just as sure as the seasons change, Tom Brady will keep the Patriots in the game. Every weekend, our favorite gridiron warrior, gr- gridiron warriors, put their skills to the test. So why aren't you doing the same? We're a, we're a three quarters of the way through the football season, so now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in the game with my bookie. My bookie is the premier place about an on all. Lloyd, shut the goddamn door. <laughs> my bookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. Uh, They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sportsbook on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at MyBookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. Pick your locks for the week, put them together in one parlay bet, and when they all come through, the rewards will be huge. Tired of watching the games from the couch with nothing to gain? MyBookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back in the game. Best part is, if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's right, if you put in $1,000, they'll give you $1,000. That's double your initial deposit you can use on all your favorite picks. Use promo code CHAIR Chair. to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR Chair. to double your cash. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. And now the penis ads. <laughs> Support for armchair comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin safe technology so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaped man accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. Manscaped. Ew. <laughs> I tried to do the Cleveland Brown voice. Oh, that's nasty. you yeah, to just have
1: that like pulled up as a.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I will have that pulled up. Tanner can edit that in probably. Uh, but Manscaped also has the crop preserver and anti. Uh, An anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ARMCHAIR Armchair at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ARMCHAIR Armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code Armchair. ARMCHAIR. Finally, um, guys, remember when the days when you were always ready to go? Uh, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them any night, day or night, even yes, Zach Wycuff, on a full stomach. <laughs> And and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you can benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we have a a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code Armchair. Armchair. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code armchair Armchair to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. The Patriots. Uh, I got to get to my jokes here in a quick second. I have them loaded. Uh, This isn't necessary information for any of you guys.
1: God damn it. Mascot.
2: Mascot. Pat Patriot, what do you got?
1: Uh, It looks like, Pat Patriot looks like the Buzz Lightyear for kids uh, whose parents don't believe in science or space. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, uh, he he killed Brad Coates.
2: (laughs) I said, Pat Patriot looks like someone gave Jay Leno LSD.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is is very accurate. Thank you.
2: And, oh boy. We're going to say this fucking guy about a lot of people on this team.
1: This fucking guy. This
2: fucking guy. The owner, Robert Kraft. <laughs> yeah, Robert Kraft is the human personification of a mall Santa. <laughs> Just
1: a creepy dude. Uh, he, he's, he looks like if Ric Flair was the head of the Pat Sajak fan club.
2: <laughs> the Robert Kraft's, uh, Robert Kraft's ex-girlfriend had a baby... And his ex-girlfriend was 38 years younger than he was. And Robert Kraft denied paternity of the baby, you know, as did the laws of biology and physics.
1: Yeah, was he a fucking mummy?
2: Exactly. And
1: Didn't he also got the... He, I just now thought about this. He got popped for the uh, getting a handy and a massage bar. Sure
2: did. I have brought that up. He is also a beloved human trafficker. <laughs> <laughs> there was a There was a giant scandal at the spa And it caused me to read The grossest thing I've ever read um, over the, uh, It was a quote in the article Because um, people were like Surveying the massage parlor It said over the next five days Sharp and his team watched Via a live feed As more than 20 men Received manual sex Oral sex and anal play when the Johns left the spa, an officer would follow them and initiate a traffic stop. Traffic stop. All this while the team watching the footage asked for a raise.
1: <laughs> All I'm like, I, that's not what I went to school for. I didn't. I, I
2: wanted to. I wanted to share this too, but you know, Robert Kraft. It there was a. It was like two years ago when the Patriots won the AFC Championship. He um, uh, I forget what it, who was interviewing him. But he was receiving the AFC Championship Trophy. and He was drunk off. His oh yeah, ass. he
1: was annihilated. That, that was the one where his eyeballs like. He I've was never just, like, seen someone's eyes spin in two different directions. Yes. But like, if you look, if you find that video, I have it. He he, legit looks like he can't control any part of his face and or body.
2: Nothing, and I have the clip right here. This is Robert Kraft drunk off his ass. At the AFC Championship game. I forget the idea, but.
1: For, for a number of reasons, all of you in the stadium understand how big this win was. But we have to go to Houston. <laughs> and win one. That's it. That day he was Robert Kraft Beer. <laughs> no, he was Robert Crafty.
2: I, I couldn't think of anything.
1: He was so drunk. That is that is some I mean elite level slurring. He was annihilated. <laughs> oh you guys can <laughs> in, uh,
2: we're roasting him. we're roasting this. In his defense, if your team that you own is on their way to the Super Bowl, wouldn't you be too?
1: Oh, if I if I had money like an NFL owner, there's no time in my life I wouldn't be that smashed. Like, exactly. I'd be out there like glow sticks, <laughs> spinning them around. there. would like, what are you doing? I'd be like, it's cool out here in the desert, man. Like, like, oh. I'm going to Disney World. Uh, Tom Brady just sent me some pictures of Giselle. I'm going to take those back. <laughs> I'm going to take those back, have a couple of blue chews, and find me a, a, an Asian masseuse.
2: Because <laughs> I got whiskey dick right now, so... Because my dick don't work, so...
1: But I will with some bluechew.com.
2: Anyway!
1: <laughs> <Coaching>.
2: Bill Belichick.
1: <sighs> this fucking guy. This
2: fucking guy.
1: Like, I like Bill Belichick because he has that I don't give a shit thing, but... It's starting to seem like he just thinks football is stupid. <laughs> he's like, I'm tired of winning. Yeah, it's just like every time someone talks to him about football, he's like, Ugh, come on, man, what? Like, He also, he has that like that personality where he's like that uncle that would help you move, and the whole time you'd be talking and joking and whatever, and, fun. and then like at Thanksgiving, you'd be like, hey, how's it going? He would just completely walk past you as if he didn't <laughs> know you. I don't know why, but that seems like... How he would be. I oh.
2: <laughs> I said Bill Belichick has about as much emotion as a crowd member at an Alex Schubert comedy show. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> if we did the live episode, I was going to say Billy DeBoer. <laughs> <laughs> and then you want to be like, hey, wait a minute. But I read this on uh, TMZ. It said um, Juliet Edelman, the wide receiver, says he once caught Bill Belichick naked in the team hot tub. Yeah, I said, that wasn't the team hot tub. It was a tub full of regular water, and the water was trying to escape. (laughs)
1: That wasn't the team's hot tub. That's Bill Belichick's fucking hot tub. (laughs) Uh, He tore the sleeves off his hot tub somehow. Oh, God. He's so weird. Like, I've never seen a coach turn around and look like he was going to fight players for (laughs) dumping Gatorade on him. But... I think that last ball when they don't, like, he just turned around, like, he looked like he was about to whoop somebody's ass. <laughs> Quarterback. You ever seen Tom Takar? Yes. I love Tom. Back when he, I, I know him back when he still went by Tom Brady. We all Bengals fans here, <laughs> right?
2: Play along. Yeah. And we all hate the fucking Patriots, right? Of course. Who's the gayest motherfucker you can think of who plays for the Patriots? Tom Brady. Yeah! Here he is! (laughs) I practiced that for two weeks straight. (laughs) Shout out to Tom Sicar. Phenomenal Tom. Yeah,
1: I think... Didn't he just get a half hour? He did get a half hour, and he fucking
2: ripped his half hour.
1: Yeah, him at Bruhaha, watching him just like a... Half paying attention crowd, uh, 30 seconds into a set, everybody just shut up and it's mouths open, staring like, God, he went hard. I love, I love how we're, we're supposed to be
2: wrestling Tom Brady right now, but we're just talking up Tom to Carr. <laughs> uh, here's what I will say here's, I'll get to Tom Brady in a second. The thing about Tom's comedy, he's one of the most likable comics I've ever seen.
1: And he, I mean, hang out with him after he—he really is just a sweetheart.
2: Sweet, Sweet. he let me sleep on his bed when I went to New York. Such a good dude. (laughs) Shout out Tom Takar. Anyway, Tom Brady, um, Tom Brady uh, says he egged houses as a kid on Halloween. Yeah, in fact, Cody Kessler tagged along with him one year, but he kept missing the houses. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, what do you got? T- I, have an- I have another Tom Brady, Joe.
1: To go on. Tom Brady, this fucking nerd. Like, I'm Tom Brady. I'm going to work really hard and be the best quarterback ever to exist. I mean, seriously. Hey, Tom, quit staying late and working extra routes after every practice. You fucking dork. Did you forget that you married one of the highest paid supermodels ever? <laughs> go home and fuck your wife. <laughs> nerd. You did
2: bring that up. Tom Brady is married to supermodel Giselle Buncheon, who is actually richer than he is. Isn't that insane? Yeah, and that wouldn't have been the case had Tom not spent so much money on referees.
1: <laughs> and ball um, boys. <laughs> roasted. I roasted! Do you remember Rand's joke about Giselle? Oh, I think so. And her sister?
2: Oh, what was her sister's
1: name? Pat. Yeah, that's right. Shout out Rand Barnacle. That, that joke is fantastic.
2: Rand's a very funny dude. <laughs>
1: Oh. All right. Uh, so we got him pretty good. Yeah. I mean, wh- yeah. What are you going to do?
2: Yeah. One of his backups, Cody Kessler. So Cody Kessler looks like his most prized possession is an autographed picture of Paul Ryan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cody Kessler looks like if John Shrek was Mikey. <laughs> uh, Mike he- Frankie. Oh, Mike Frank? Cincinnati
2: reference
0: running back.
2: Sonny Michelle, this lazy-eyed motherfucker. His last name is Michelle and he runs like his first name is Michelle.
1: <laughs> uh, this dude needs to put his eyes on Adderall. <laughs> I was reading a scouting report and it said he had great side-to-side movement and vision. Of course he does. His eyes face in two different directions. <laughs> <clears throat> uh... His coach from Georgia said he makes really strong cuts, and this is one of those cuts to the muscles controlling his fucking eyeballs. <laughs> oh boy! I this guy, this even... guy isn't wall-eyed; he's periscope-eyed. His
2: eyes look like what I, what my eyes look like every time I see Sonny Michelle's stat line. Just, What?
1: <laughs> he looks like Robert Kraft at an AFC Championship. <laughs> <laughs> We have to go to Houston. Sony. Am I a DVD player? (laughs) Uh, Roasted.
2: Anyway, his backup, James White. James White's hairline is so high, Roger Goodell suspended it for four games.
1: (laughs) I like that.
2: Thank you. And another backup, Rex Burkhead, former Bengal. The name Rex Burkhead sounds like a guy who owns a shitty third gym in the movie Dodgeball. <laughs> it's like, what's up, I'm Rex Burkhead? I own biceps, R Us.
1: <laughs> he does. Like, he looks like every bald meathead you've ever met. <laughs> like, I feel like he walks and he walks in, and everybody's like, "Dude, enough with snapping the towels! Like, stop, stop <laughs> doing that. It's not funny anymore." I got old a little while ago
0: wide receiver
1: this fucking guy
0: Julian Edelman
1: this fucking guy I literally had to text Alex like I I think I have too many things like I cut out half of the stuff I wrote for Julian Edelman because it just it kept going everything I found out about him just spawned a whole new series of it I probably spent three hours looking at this guy's life he's such a weird dude yeah good wide receiver
2: best quarterback on the Patriots right now
1: (laughs) Oh, that's rude. Uh, so, Julian Edelman has written three children's books called "Flying High One, Two, and 3. The main character is a squirrel named Jules,
2: and a goat named Tom. Yep,
1: that's so
2: that's so tacky.
1: I mean, I didn't know you could suck somebody's dick through literature, but <laughs> uh, yeah, the description the the description for Flying High 1 is a gripping tale of perseverance, passion, and acorns. I saw that. Is there any chance at all that these books were not originally written to written to cheer Gronk up when he was having a bad day? <laughs> like, I feel like somewhere along the line, they just all had him and like, he's your responsibility. And the amount of time it took to babysit Gronk, he just was like, I gotta make something for the... Like, I gotta make some money for doing this. He had to get tired of like, of mice and menning Gronk around... <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> George tell me about the squirrels again and the was just eye rolling <sighs> so there's these squirrels and they're real happy because they you know they learn that you don't butt chug beers on a boat or and you know you stay off tender <laughs> and that led into like four tender jokes that I just got rid of all together but tell a couple of them uh, <clears throat> he had the most team violations of any player ever in the league for like the, when they have something, I can't remember how I worded it. Sorry, guys. That's fine. But uh there's like three different times where someone, some girl is taking a picture of him like asleep in a bed as they're getting up to leave in the morning. And that's one of the things that get, It's you're not allowed to ever do that. Yeah. And he hasn't just fucked it up once. You not twice, three but three times. And the third one was with the first girl again. Really? Yeah.
2: Wow. Um, So I wrote about both those things. I said, Julian Edelman has a children's book entitled Flying High. Um, For a patron, may I offer up a few other suggestions for titles? Please do. Yeah, like Green Eggs and Scam Super Bowl Wins. (laughs) Oh, The Places You'll Go When You Bribe Referees. (laughs) And my personal favorite, Horton Hears a Play Call Through an Illegal Earpiece. (laughs)
1: He's next, he's going he's gonna to go on a completely different route. He's going to be like, the story of a goat and his deflated balls.
2: <laughs> yeah, they weren't deflated because of blue chew. <laughs> Tom Brady, ah, you back. want
1: some blue chew for your deflated balls? Because according to Alex, that's uh, that's what that does. It makes why, your man? balls hard. Why, man? I, I don't know why you thought that. Why, or Why man? am I bringing it back up? Why, man? Why, man? There we go. Um... <clears throat> But the the Patriots played, they
2: didn't play that well last week. The The Patriots played so poorly last week, the girl on Tinder that banged Julian Edelman called him to say she just likes him as a friend.
1: <laughs> Sugar, she took the morning after picture in a Chiefs jersey. <laughs> also, I found uh, one thing where he said he thinks he looks like Clint Eastwood.
2: Oh, God.
1: And I was like, dude, you look like Clint, like Southwest Airlines would. Like, you're, like, the lowest version of that. And I think Clint was a piece of shit, so. Yep. And there's that picture, Just, uh. just Fucked Edelman, <laughs> No Lie.
2: That was a Tinder moment. Yeah. Very Tinder. remember, because uh, Tinder moments were a thing for a while, because, like, people were just, like, post, like, what they're doing. But they got rid of them. And if you think about it for ten seconds, you'll figure out why.
0: Because
2: <laughs> are posting pictures of other ding-dongs on there trying to get laid. And Tinder, Tinder was like, you know what, we're just going to get rid of this, so just have fun with
1: it. That's one of those things I never understood. Like, here, here's a picture of my dick. Has anyone ever been like, cool, I'm glad you sent that? Probably not. I, I don't... I've never heard of a girl 99.9% of people.
2: Uh, anyway. His backup... Mohamed Sanu, another former Bengal. Uh, Mohamed Sanu has worn several nerdyish cleats. Uh, he's worn cleats for uh, Iron Man, Dragon Ball Z, Stan Lee, and the Joker. So apparently, with the hashtag My cause My Cleats movement, his cause is how feminism is a plague to society. <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: just next. <clears throat> next game, he's just gonna wear four chan rules cleats. <laughs>
2: Cells
1: so, Rule. No, I like, got uh, You know. Go rule. I don't want to make fun of him, obviously. So like, he's a really interesting dude. Uh, he was born on January 14th, 1741 in Norwich, Connecticut. <laughs> he achieved the rank of general after the Battle of Ridgefield. And in 1780, a plot was discovered in which he planned to turn over control of West Point to the British. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. That's Benedict Arnold. Sorry. Uh, he's a fucking traitor. That's the joke. That's... Ah. Uh,
2: that's okay. Um... So let's move on to Nikhil Harry. This is my dumbest joke of the week. Uh, Every time he catches a TD pass, do you think he tells the defensive back, silence, I Nikhil you. (laughs)
1: That's really dumb, but I like it. Thank you. I said Nikhil Harry. I feel like uh, his name happened because when his mom was in the delivery room, someone said, oh, what are you going to name the baby? And she typed in the last name, was still trying to decide, and then dropped her phone, and her hand just went across all of the buttons, and it just came out with... Nikhil. Like, Nikhil. It looks like a texting error.
2: <laughs> His first name sounds like something Colin Kaepernick would do during the National Anthem. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, and then all the same people who got mad about that would defend George Zimmerman for doing to a kid in Florida.
2: Yep. Uh, all right, and one more wide receiver we <clears throat> former Indianapolis called Philip Dorset. Uh,
1: Philip Dorset is his uh number one workout partner is his bodybuilding sister.
2: That's interesting.
1: And uh you know it, it looks like they've never skipped a tooth day. <sighs> <laughs> they both got the athletic jeans from their parents and the dental jeans from the puppet from Full House. <laughs>
2: Oh, uh, Mr. Woodchuck,
1: Did you say, what?
2: can these fireballs are made of What?
1: I, I imagine at Thanksgiving they just serve cedar and then oak and then whatever beavers like. Yeah. I, like it, shitty
2: Dave Coulier jokes.
1: Yes. Uh,
2: I, I liked Full House a lot. I used to love Full House.
1: I... I never went deep into like, it was. It would be on sometimes, and I, yeah. I, I didn't hate it, but
2: it was on Nick at Night a lot when I was like super young. I feel weird because like Stephanie Tanner <laughs> was my first garage, first weird celebrity. Crush. Of course, it was. I was a chat. Tight.
0: Uh,
2: Benjamin Watson. Yeah, I'm not saying Benjamin Watson is old, but he was the Mister Watson that was on the end of Alex, on the other end of Alexander Graham Bell's first phone call. <laughs> Mister Watson, I'm here to come see you. You have a contract extension with the Saints. Uh,
1: little known fact about Ben Watson: he was the original me- model for Uncle Ben's rice because <laughs> he looks a lot like that guy, and uh, that was before his first uh, before he started his football career. What I'm saying is, this dude is old as fuck. Uh, He was once quoted as saying, I was around before fantasy football. No, dude, you were around before people had fantasies. (laughs) In all seriousness, like if you think about it, this guy was considered a veteran NFL player before the first iPhone came out. Wow.
2: Well, he was drafted in 2004.
1: Yeah, first one came out in 2007.
2: Yes. I remember... um the last time I joked about players being old was Frank Gore in week three, and I told myself, "You know, I'm not going to joke about players being old because if you can be in the NFL like that long, especially at a skill position, is mind blowing."
1: Uh, apparently, rice is good for longevity.
2: I, I admire him for it. So, but you're still old as fuck.
0: Oh,
2: why? Isaiah Wynn. We're gonna start with him. He looks like Cam Newton's brother, Fig Newton.
1: <laughs> uh, Isaiah Wynn, except for his barber, who only loses. <laughs>
2: and offensive tackle Marcus Cannon. Uh, interesting fact: He has spent nine seasons as a tackle for the Patriots, and previously previously spent six seasons as Philip Banks on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs>
1: For sure, change your last name from Cannon if your head looks like a cannonball. (laughs) Uh, Offensive guard Shaq Mason. This is my dumbest joke. Of course. (laughs) Shaq Mason looks like if someone put Shaq in a Mason jar. (laughs) Uh, I got nothing on him. uh, (laughs) Go for it. Shaq Mason also played for the Virginia Tech uh, Yellow Jackets when for sure that guy is a carpenter bee.
2: Huh. Uh, offensive guard Joe Thune. Is it offensive to say that Joe Thune looks mildly retarded?
1: No, I, no. If you see his face, it does not. It's- <laughs> he apparently purposefully
2: bombed his Wonderlick test before the draft, which is an unnecessary act for a guy who looks like he can't even spell CTE.
1: <laughs> I was going to say he looks like he Wonderlicked the windows on the way there. <laughs> Oh, hear oh, it off the top of my head. No, I'm not proud of it, but I like it. Interesting fact: if
2: you put uh, his eyes and Sunny Michelle's eyes, if you like balance them out, it's just a normal pair of eyes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> this guy, he he looks like he's squinting in everything you see him in, yeah. except for like the pictures with his helmet on, where it's like I I want to say he does a thing where he like tapes it. So, is <laughs> you know what I mean, like yeah.
2: Uh, and then the center, Ted Karras.
1: Oh, uh, Ted Karras looks like he still practices making fart noises with his armpit. <laughs> uh, he would be perfect for the adult role in a remake of Big, if. The kid was the kid from Bad Santa.
2: (sighs) I try to think of something about how he looks like fat Brooks Wheelan.
1: You are not wrong. You are not wrong. Defense.
2: Lawrence Guy, who is uh, as you can see on his right bicep, is from Las Vegas, and he paid. You can see obviously he paid tribute to his hometown by having the teeth of
1: a Las Vegas hooker. (laughs) Lawrence, guy who's not allowed in the casinos on the strip anymore.
2: <laughs> uh, defensive tackle, Danny Shelton. This is my risky racist joke of the week. Danny Shelton looks like he leads the league in sacks caused by the use of a blow dart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know, like, what's Moana like in real life?
2: <laughs>
1: uh, linebacker, Dante Hightower. All right, so this is going to be... Dante oh. Hightower looks like Krang from Ninja Turtles if you took him out of the suit and put him on top of him. Like, his <laughs> head is wide and he always has, like, the little tentacles sticking it. Like, look up pictures. He looks just like Krang. I don't...
2: <laughs> is that what you got? Yeah, that's all I got. Uh, linebacker Jamie Collins. Uh, Jamie Collins has a tattoo of chains on his neck, as you can see. Yeah, he didn't have this tattoo when he played for the Browns because when you're a Cleveland defender, the chains are constantly moving.
1: <laughs> boom, 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 boom. I like it. Thank you. Uh,
2: linebacker Kyle Van Noy.
1: I bet this dude hates, like, 90s action movies because <laughs> he's that vague, I can't tell what you are in nationality that was the, the villain in every 80s, 90s action, or late, late 80s, early 90s action movie. Like, right now, he looks like Sammy Sosa does now versus what he... <laughs> like, I think he should have been a, a spy because you you would never be able to describe this guy to, to authorities. Of course not. They're like, what nationality is he? You're like, uh... Is he fat or skinny? Uh... <laughs> what do you know about him? Uh, I know he talks very street. He has a very beige color, uh, but his name is Kyle, and he went to Brigham Young. <laughs> uh,
2: defensive backs' twin brothers, Devin and Jason McCordy.
1: I think this is what Hannibal Barou sees after he uses Manscaped.com because they <laughs> they look like his nuts. They're always their eyes are always almost closed, and they always are smiling with every bit of their energy.
2: Looks like someone shrunk Kevin Garnett (laughs) He looks like Kevin Garnett Split up into two tinier people (laughs)
1: It's like Station from Bill and Ted (laughs)
2: And cornerback Stephon Gilmore How can you expect to be the best Cornerback in the NFL when you can't even Cover your own forehead with hair
1: (laughs) Uh, Stephon Gilmore He has rich man face and homeless man hair (laughs) Ha 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 Like, do you remember uh, on Family Matters, Stefan Urkel? Yeah. Like, Steve Urkel hit this machine that made him all cool and suave or whatever. Uh, Stefan Gilmore is the opposite. Like, he's going to find that machine and just be Steve Gilmore and and (laughs) do something about, like, the electrical tape eyebrows he has and look like a normal human being.
0: (laughs) Predictions and bullshit.
2: The Patriots are one of the best teams in the AFC per fucking usual. Um. So they're going to come into Paul Brown Stadium Everyone's going to ex- expect it to be At least a 28 point game Probably 28 point game I don't know what the spread is But I say the Bengals cover the spread That's my bold prediction that's Bengals pretty, cover the spread
1: That's pretty bold Um, My predictions Uh, Joe Mixon is going to Run for 240 yards Love it Four touchdowns. Love it. And then sign his contract to move over to the Patriots at the end of the game. <laughs> Just like Corey Dillon did. And, yeah, you know, three, uh, Rex Burkhead. And
2: yeah. Uh, and Jeremy Hill?
1: Jeremy Hill. Didn't Cedric Benson play for them? No.
2: No. Jer- uh, Cedric went, Benson yeah. was a Packer, then yeah. a Crash yep. victim.
1: Yep, <laughs> um, I like that you snuck that one in there. And I, hope,
2: <laughs> I hope people heard it. Yeah. Uh, no, my prediction Patriots 462. Bengals 461.5. <laughs> my player of the game, I say John Ross. He's going to have 33 catches for 2,118 yards. It's a good game. Uh, 28 touchdowns. And my bold prediction... It's going to be a sellout.
1: My bold prediction is that Huday is going to attack Pat Patriot.
2: Yep. Oh, I love that.
1: And rip him into shreds on the sideline. Okay. And the Patriots are going to have a new mascot afterward. Yep. That's just going to be Sleeve Man. It's going to be all <laughs> of the sleeves that Bill Belichick has cut off in like the years. <laughs> tied together in a giant knot that just flops around on the sideline love it
2: and finalmente plugs lord what do you
0: have
1: um yeah the the normal yeah go to the zoo check out the the festival lights is going on right now those guys our maintenance guys crushed it putting that up this year it's so so fantastic uh, Rumble Lips. Rumble Lips. New check Nasty out Puzzle Boys. Buddies, New Nasty Boys, JTC Podcast. Yep. Blake Hammond is a monster. James, they, both of us crushing that, that. There's so, many, so, good. Funny There's right so
2: many good comics in this city.
1: And then uh, check this is Instagram. See if uh, my Polar Bear Cake's on there.
2: It'll be there. I got some plugs. Right after this, I'm going to the Pro go Bananas. I got to hurry on up there. Uh, all this weekend, Thursday through Sunday, I will be at the Liberty Funny Bone opening up for John John Reap. Reap. John Reap, I can't wait. Uh, big plug! Uh, we determine this today. Next Thursday, 8 p.m., Three, Three Points, Points Brewery. Brewery. We are going to be roasting the Miami Dolphins live at 8 p.m. Come out to Three Points Brewery. It's a hell of a place. Come check us out. We're gonna be doing stand up. Uh, Billy Devore is a confirmed guest. Awesome. We're gonna be. We got all? the
1: freshest big boy.
2: We got the freshest big boy.
1: Fuck yeah! I'm in.
2: Uh, we're gonna be doing stand up. Me, Billy, our producer Tanner Hines is gonna be doing a set. He's gonna be doing a longer set because he's been putting up with us all fucking year.
1: Tanner is. Uh, he's he's the the he's the behind the scenes muscle that makes so many things work.
2: He he makes he makes this entire podcast possible. So thank you, Tanner. Um, you're going to be doing a longer set. We hope it's a great crowd for you. It's going to be an awesome show. So come check out the live episode next week. Um, other than that, I don't think I have any other plugs. So for now, I think we only have one thing left to say, Lloyd Johnson. You know what that is?
1: I do. Fuck, Fuck you, you, New, New England, England Patriots. Patriots. We, we like, like the, the Bengals. Why, man?
0: You like the Bengals.